We've all been told that we need to have a why, but what happens if your why isn't the right one? And what kind of why is best? Well, listen into these wise women, as they share the only kind of why you need to have. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. Two women, one mission. To break through the BS of business, money, and mindset, so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longden and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day, listeners. This is Pauline Longden and Ray Brent, and welcome back to. Breaking through the BS. Wow, that sounded very energetic today, Ray. You had your Wheaties? Yeah, I just had a little nana nap. <laughs> I'm all good. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, Ray, we've got a lovely show today. Not great. Just a lovely show today. I thought I'd just shift up my vocabulary. And well, you are a wordsmith, so I guess you can use a, a few more words than the, the average Joe. Yeah. Oh and Josephine, and let's just not be gender insensitive here, right? Okay. <laughs> right. Well, today's show is why. But why, Pauline? Yeah, but why. <laughs> that was a funny story. Uh, years ago, Ray and I were doing a course called Neurolinguistic Programming, or NLP. for NLP the, for short. Yeah, but I like to tell everyone. I don't assume that everyone knows what it means. And uh, anyway, so Ray uh, thought she was being funny. Well, I thought she was being funny. Some people didn't, but, you know, some people don't have senses of humour either. So, But um, Ray uh, just kind of slapped herself on the butt and then put her arms up in a Y sort of formation, you know, like the first letter of the YMCA and just uh, someone said something to her and she goes, but why? You know, it was pretty hilarious. But why? Why are we talking about whys today? Well, everyone needs one, but there's kind of problems with with people when they do have a why. They don't know why they have to have a why, and sometimes they're too little. Well, I think there's, um, if you put it on a spectrum, there's an intensity of whys. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to have a why, like an overarching why of your life, wouldn't it be at the extreme end of the spectrum that... You know, this is your why for existing. Why would you play half-assed and have a little piddly why and just like, oh, I'm just going to dip my foot in the, you know, toes in the water why. No, I'm going to like jump in and do a great big dive bomb in in the deep end um, of of the pool of life because... You're not in the shallows now. (laughs) Well, no, not at all. Not in the shallow lows. Alrighty, so today we're going to be talking about whys, as in, um, what is a why? Why do you need one? So let's start there. A why is just a powerful driving force in your life. It is something that stirs you, it's something that motivates you, inspires you. It's something that, you know, makes you show up every day, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah, it gives you a reason to do. Yeah, a reason to be here. Um, so... The reason we need a why is because this is the very thing that gets us through the toughest and darkest of times. And when I think back to my darkest and toughest of times, I had lost my why. I didn't have a why. So that's why I was so happy to, or not eager, but just I gave up. 
And that's why I was happy to drive into that tree that day because there was nothing, there was no overpowering force to tell me not to do that because I didn't have a why to live for. So I know what it's like to not have a why or to have the whys that you thought were important to you stripped away or taken away from you and then you're left in this great big dark abyss or void where you can't see any good in what you're doing. So the reason that I wanted to talk about whys today is because there's a lot of people who talk about it and you know you got Simon Sinek, you got a whole heap of other people that you know make it their business to tell everyone else you know to get a why and all that sort of stuff. But I think Ray recently I, I came across the the idea and and you you mucked around at the beginning, but I'm a bit of a wordsmith. But more than that, there there is a power when you combine words. And so when people say you've got to have a compelling why, you've got to have a powerful why, they're great. But for me, I think the word that needs to go near the word why is an unshakable why. A what? That's the level of why that you need in your life if you want to get to your goals. Well. I mean, that word is, is pretty brilliant because you can actually visualize um, someone standing there trying to shake the why out of you. Yeah, you're not going to shake the why out of me. You can shake the, the silly out of me and the ridiculous, but you're never going to shake my why out of me. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee it. So um, your why is what gets you through through the darkest of times. And, you know, since um, wanting to drive into the tree and at the last moment I didn't, so, you know, happy days, you know, every day after that's a bonus for me. But after that, I did have dark times. I have had tough times. But now that I have my unshakable why, some days, I'll be honest, it's instead of water off a duck's back, it is acid on a duck's back and it's eating away through my feathers. But... It is my why, my unshakable why, that makes me just try to, you know, just wash it off yeah, and, and, and keep paddling. And it's that saying as well, this too shall pass. Yeah, that exactly. you know that you may not know how long it'll take to get through, but you know that eventually if you stay focused on where you want to go yeah. and stay focused on that unshakable why, you're going to eventually get through it. And what if your unshakable why is the light at the end of end of that tunnel absolutely and that is a magnificent thing so here's the thing about your why though it needs to excite you it needs to I don't know just inspire you to do better and be better in your life it's funny because I wrote an email about this recently and I got some really amazing responses back I had people that have you know um read Simon Sinek's books and seen him speak and other things and other people who have followed why people and they said Pauline your perspective on the why and this unshakable why and, and because I also shared what my why is my unshakable why which I will sh- share in a few moments um it just made people see it in a different light yeah so, and I'll also um make sure that that email goes up on your blog yeah thank and you and I'll stick a link at the bottom of the show notes awesome yep that's great um because yeah that way people can get it from a different perspective as well because the way I write my emails and my blogs is way different to the way that I speak. I'm actually more eloquent when I write. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
Why do you need such a huge, um, unshakable why? Well, it's the thing that inspires you and excites you. It's the thing that helps you to get out of bed in the mornings when all you want to do is stay in bed. Um, I'm currently uh, doing like a mentoring apprenticeship program with a really fantastic copywriter and I'm. it's kind of like a Devil Wears Prada situation that just about every copywriter on the planet would love to be me. Um including me. I love being me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah, because uh, I I do feel blessed that I'm doing this. But there is a problem with it because he's in New York and our our copy cub calls are 2 p.m. every Friday, New York time, which in summer for me, it turns out to be 5 a.m., but in the winter, it's actually 4 a.m. But... There's no getting out of bed five minutes before this call. Oh, no. I tried it once. <laughs> I tried it once. Tried it once. And Not again. Bom, bom. Bom, bom. Big fail. Because Paris, he starts the calls with pop quiz. So your brain has to be awake. And not only that, you know, he'll he'll ask questions and ask you to come up with headlines and what, what do you think about this copy? And yeah. if you're half asleep... He'll make you justify why you wrote that word or that sentence. Yeah, exactly. And, and rightly so. And that's what I love about the mentoring. It is really intellectually stimulating and it really keeps me accountable as a writer. Uh, but I've got to tell you, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I live in um, a temperate climate so in Brisbane Australia kind of like Florida and and California San Diego kind of you know like environments and so our winters don't get bitter like it's not a bitter cold but then when you live in an area for a while uh, this is where we say this word two ways (laughs) we acclimate or acclimatize we do to the area that we live in (laughs) the the beauty of the english language we all speak the same language but you know we've got different words so we get used to where we're living so although my my winters aren't bitter and and horrible and frigid there's no snow yeah there's no snow it's cold for me because of the temperature I get used to. Yeah, living in. you have to rug yourself up with a, a heated blanket. <laughs> yeah, I've got a heated throw rug that I, I wrap around myself, so it's cold enough for me. Yeah, okay. Wimp. Yeah, but the thing is, I get out of bed at three thirty or three o'clock in the morning and get on there. But it was... you do, and and I stay in bed and <laughs> cuddle the kitten. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, she doesn't even know that I'm up, you know, doing all these amazing calls. But then there's been other times that, like, I've got Paris at four o'clock in the morning. And then before that, I've got another awesome copywriting mentor at two o'clock in the morning and sometimes stuff at 12 o'clock. So I'm getting very broken sleep. Here's the thing about it, though. People say to me, oh, wow, that's amazing that you do that. And I say, I don't think it's amazing because this is the times that these are on. But when I think about it, it's not really amazing because for me, this is what I need to do to achieve my why. My why drives me to do things that other people just wouldn't do. Because I've got people in America who say, man, I couldn't handle, you know, sitting there for a two to three hour call, sometimes four hours, um, each week. Without going to the toilet. Well, no, we, we do have toilet breaks. And and there's there's catheters, Ray. So I'm just joking. <laughs> Copy Do you catheters. have the shoes to go with that? Yeah, that's with the catheter bag. No, actually, I don't. Oh, I'm a fashion tragic, aren't I? But <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, these these things don't seem like much to me because I'm firm on my why, my 
unshakable why is what drives me to do this. What else do I do? I do other ridiculous things. Um, one of the things that I have noticed is when I got really secure and set in my why, my unshakable why, is that uh, shiny objects don't appear that shiny. You know, people say, oh, this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, guess what? I'm already doing a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah, de- depending on whose perspective you're looking exactly, at Exactly, and it has to be yours. But here's the thing that I notice. When you look at these opportunities and these shiny objects through the filter or the lens of your unshakable why, it's like magic glasses, like magic x-ray glasses. You can see them for what they really are. Yeah, it gives you a, a deeper sense of discernment. Yeah, discernment. So you can look at it and say, okay, is this going to help me or is it going to hinder me? And so here's what my, because I'll put this in context of what my unshakable why is. My unshakable why is me in 20 years' time. That's it. Simple. Oh, I thought it was me. No, it's <laughs> no. Who are you, Ray Brent? But, um, okay, so it's me, and I'll explain a bit more about that in a moment, but I wanted to let you know that because in the context of... If I'm looking at, okay, so I have a huge affection for me in the future, like like she's like my mother or grandmother or, you know, she's I have that affection for that 20-year-old, older version of myself, right? So like any old person, I want to make their life easier. I don't want to contribute to any stress or pain or anything in their life. So when these golden opportunities come, I look at them through the lens of, Will this actually help my life as a 20-plus-year-old, older than I am now, or will it hinder me? Will it take food out of her mouth? Will it make her have less choices of health care? Will she suffer in some way because of the decision that I make right now? And that is the litmus test that I run everything through. And so when I do that, suddenly these golden opportunities will either glow in alignment yeah. And it'll be like, yes, please. Or they will look like that they are encrusted in rust and they are totally useless to me. And that is such a beautiful place to come from instead of this um, thinking and wondering, oh, man, you know, what are the consequences? Oh, you know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, blah, blah, blah. I don't have that anymore. So that whole thing that we create as marketers and copywriters, a scarcity and urgency... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm immune to it. It's like I've had a vaccination for it. Yeah, so when you know where you want to go and why you want to get there, having that discernment makes it easier for you to say no mm. to all these um, yeah. once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Yeah. And as Richard Branson said, and I'm sure he's not the only one, Yeah. An opportun- opportunities are like buses. There'll be another one around the corner in 10 minutes. Exactly, and that is a liberating and very empowering place to come from, isn't it? I yeah, because it. that puts you into the, the abundance mentality as opposed to the scarcity mentality. Yeah. And it yeah. takes the emotion out of making rash decisions. Yeah. So the other thing that I notice about the why is that when you know your unshakable why, uh, it will set the course of your life and it will help you to prioritize what is important to you. Um, what I have noticed, though, is sometimes people's whys Although they sound grandiose and they're hairy and audacious goals, what I see is I don't think they're actually big enough or they're coming from the wrong perspective. 
And uh, this is one of the times I think in life you need to be self-centered. When I say self-centered, I'm not talking about being selfish, although I don't think that there's anything too wrong with that because you have to put your own oxygen mask on first, don't you? Yeah, exactly. But when I'm talking about self-centered is that you are the center of your universe. So what we've seen... Well, you've, you've got a word for that, and that's me-centric. Yes, yes. You have to be a bit me-centric at times. So here's why I say this. I have seen many entrepreneurs and some people that I've found quite inspiring over the years. They have these great big grandiose whys. Okay, I'm going... This is some of them. They go, okay, I'm going to, in the next 10 years, I'm going to create 10,000 millionaires. That's a big, wow. that's a big why. Okay. Well, it sounds like a it big does. why, you know, I was impressed when I heard it at the time. And then there's other ones where they say, okay, uh, this year I want to get 100 girls off the streets of Thailand, Philippines, wherever, you know, somewhere in Southeast Asia, I want to get them off the streets and out of prostitution, blah, blah, blah. Fantastic. I want to set up an, an orphanage to blah, blah, blah. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this for these people. Okay. So. When I look at these, I, I, I'm like everyone. I'm just in awe of them. I think that is fantastic. But yeah, what a noble goal. It is. It's a really noble cause to do. But then some of these people I've been watching for maybe, I don't know, seven, ten years. Oh, uh, some of them are at least 15. A bit, bit longer. Some of them, yeah. some have, since I got out of the army. And these great, big, grandiose goals, and, and based on their why, have never happened. So I started to look at them when I was really working out what my why was, because I, I had similar whys. Okay, I want to do this. I want to help so many people. I want to do this. And then I, I actually sat down one day, and that's when I looked into it and went, how can I make this easier for me? Like, what is the common denominator that seems to be wrong with their why? Or not why, wrong, but perhaps maybe a little bit, out of skewed or wrong yeah, or out of, out of whack out of whack actually yeah that's a good word so then I started to look at it and they were always doing things for other people right and so then when other people didn't buy into their why then they gave up on it but the thing was their why wasn't about them like as in an individual was about the other people and if other people don't value it as much as you do like if the people that you're doing it for don't value it as much as you do then it's going to fail so I then internalized my why yeah and made it unshakable because if I fail now at what I'm doing then that affects me in 20 years time I have less choices I have less opportunities I could end up in a freaking nursing home. I could end up dead because I've made the wrong health decisions in my age right now. And I actually know that because I'm coming up to, well, not so soon, a couple of years' time, it will be 20 years since I made that decision not to run into that tree that day back in 2005. Yeah. So I can see where my decisions have impacted my future because one of our spooky teachers used to say the past, the present, and the future all happen at once. They kind of do. So making me my unshakable why ensures that it happens. So what I would suggest to people is when they're thinking about their why, 
Don't externalize them. Like, yes, have goals and visions. And I'm not saying don't try to help people and yeah, don't help and don't the, buy into the other girls. people's visions. Yeah. Well, you can, but don't do it at the expense of yours. And that's that's the more important part, isn't it, Ray? Because yeah. people will put other people's visions and whys in front of them. And that's not wise to do it. No, I mean, <laughs> with twenty twenty hindsight, yeah. I look back and I really enjoyed my time in the military until I didn't. Mm-hmm. But it was a case of I was buying into the military's why. Yeah. I was living my life according to their why mm-hmm. until it fell out of alignment with me yeah. on a soul level. Yeah. And I couldn't identify or um, you couldn't subscribe. verbalize it yeah. and say, hang on, something's not right here. Mm. And I ended up having a, a few physical breakdowns and yep. had a few injuries that yep. meant that the universe said, hey, <laughs> if you're not mentally going to get out of this military and make your own decision, I'm going to break you physically Yeah, and uh, take the decision making out of your own hands. Yeah, exactly. And a uh, similar thing happened to me. It was funny that it happened to us about the same time because, um, yeah, it just changed our lives and the trajectory of our futures in a huge way. So when you have a why... Make sure it's an unshakable why. Make sure it is one of those take no prisoners whys. You know, you when you think about your unshakable why, treat it like your life depends on it. And when you have an unshakable why, you will um, never question it, never doubt it, and you will defend it with your life. And like your life depends on it, because it does. Well, that's it. And... um yeah, and it also fits in. There's another um, concept that is similar to that, and it's called live your life in a certain way. Ah, uh, yeah, I love that. That's really good. Clever, yeah. So who said that, Ray? Yeah, it was actually Wallace D. Waddles in The Science of Getting Rich, oh. where he talks about um, living life in a certain way and being certain, which also plays into Napoleon Hill. And it's a wordplay because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. most people in, at, in the early stages, I thought there was a specific certain way that you had to do things and follow the orders. When I was getting out of the military, I had to mm-hmm. have a checklist and I thought, oh, okay, this certain way, I've got to do it, this, this, this and this. Mm. But eventually, as I allowed my mind to open up and grasp the concept and get into the creative zone, mm-hmm. I realised that that certain way was actually... It wasn't a specific way in actions. It was a specific way in thought that Mm. everything that you do, you were living it in certainty that you were going to achieve the end result. Be assured, not um, in particular. Yeah, that's the English language is full of these amazing cues and clues. And I mean, when we used to teach our woo-woo courses, um, I came up with a word play one day that I really like, and that is... What you appreciate, appreciates. Yeah, definitely. So what you're grateful for grows. But, you know, who wants to say it that way? Like, we're wordsmiths, and it's all about the, the energy of words and um, the, the compound power that you can get when you combine words in a certain way. Yeah, because one plus one doesn't equal two. No. When you're talking about energy in words. Exactly. It's exponential. So... What you appreciate appreciates live in a certain in way. a certain way. Live your life on purpose. 
I love that. And be certain that you're going to do whatever it needs to take Mm -hmm. to achieve whatever it is you want to achieve. Exactly, exactly. So make sure your why is unshakable um, that way. When you have the right why um, and when it is unshakable, as I said, you will never question it and you'll never doubt it and you will never throw it away or discard it, dismiss it in favor of someone else's why because you'll look at their little puny why and you go that's not a why this is a why the crocodile <laughs> crocodile I'm the dundee crocodile of... crocodilian dundee of um whys so the self-centered why is one of the most powerful whys you can ever have this is what is at the basis and the foundation of your unshakable why is that self-centeredness um if you don't show up in your life how in the heck do you expect other people to as well? They're just not going to if you don't do it for yourself. So here's why I say to be a bit self-centered. If you don't do the job of being you, then who's going to do it? Yeah, no one else will be you. I know. Some days I have trouble being me, so I don't know how I could actually outsource that to anyone. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's like they'd be on stress leave the first day. Well, but just, what I'm just saying, just had a thought. It's yeah, like, uh, to go for a visualization of when you throw a, a rock or a pebble into a pond, mm-hmm. and then you have the ripple effect. Yeah, it's like you are the actual pebble that gets thrown or dropped into that water. Mm-hmm. So you have to make the biggest impact yourself. Ah, lovely. And then that affects everyone else around you. Mm. I told you it was going to be a lovely show. That was lovely. Oh, Very lovely you. visual. That. Yeah. Good one. Yes. So your unshakable why is what's going to make the biggest impact in your life. So if you're going to have a why, make sure it's an unshakable one. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, hope you like the show. A little bit of a difference, you know, a little bit of a Pauline's perspective on common things that people talk about all the time. Um, I I wondered for so many years why I couldn't come up with a, a strong why and now... You know, like it's about maybe three years ago, I worked out who my unshakable why has to involve and has to involve me. And you may not um, like this, you may not believe it or whatever, but what I'd say is um, just try it on, see if it fits, even if a little bit of it fits. But, um, you know, just see. Um, because maybe, uh, I mean, I had a couple of people <laughs> email me after the, I sent out my email and just went, well, there was actually quite a lot of expletives in them because I just blew their brains. You like they just had never thought of the why like that. And one woman said, "I wish I had known that years ago." But you know what? It's never too late to learn this kind of thing. So for me, I'm very blessed that someone got that message that I was trying to relay. If just one person gets this and it makes their life better, then my job is done. Absolutely. Until the next episode, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We can't stop because now. there's always lots. Because you know. Oh, That's well. called Pauline's Perspective. <laughs> Proudly brought to you by Pauline Longdon. Dun, 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 dun. I'm Ray Brent and I approve of this message. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate you um, lending us your eardrums. Yeah, and actually we would totally love to hear um, your thoughts on this and mm-hmm. how it has or does impact your life. So make sure you jump over to the um either the show page on breakingthroughthebs.com and leave a a comment at the bottom of this show or um, 
Join us in the Facebook community, mm-hmm. facebook.com forward slash breaking through the BS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ray, for a lovely show. It was a great show. Oh, it's always a great as show. As always, Pauline. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening and bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now. Bye for now.